Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My little pony, my little pony, ah. Tried to make sure he wasn't getting in here. <laughs> well, that's good because you know I hate that thing. You know I keep calling the Arkin man out here. He keeps telling me I don't have a cicada problem, but you know what? It keeps coming back. <laughs> you know he just doesn't believe me. Yeah. It's a sneaky little bug. Yes, it is. So how how have you been? Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm not too bad myself. Good, good. If I could remember my password, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) That might help. See, well, you know, the problem is I type so quickly that I think I probably typed the wrong letters. Ah, uh, I've done that before. Either that or I forget to type what? Remember me on this computer, for the love of God. And seriously, people... Oh. And here's our other co-host, Nikki Sukinoko. Woo! <laughs> Talk about perfect timing because that literally, as soon as you said Nikki Sukinoko, that's exactly when you went on the air. <laughs> awesome, perfect timing. Because there is like a two second delay when I hit the button to put anybody on the air. Well, 
I uh, I just got done driving, so I, I I really couldn't call in before just now. Okay. Well, at least you can come. Yeah. I'm totally sorry so now. A little hungry. Uh, this is your week, Nishi. Sorry. Confusing. And stuff. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, I have I did get a to see to the though. Say that one more time. I did get to watch the new Equestria Girls movie on Netflix. Yay! So all three of us have watched it so we can definitely review it tonight. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a condition for, you know, right now. So part of the it's so funny, you know, you know, pony husbands, pony boyfriends, and pony moms always ask, has the show started yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, um, dude, it's the same time every week. It's just that we keep changing the day. <laughs> well, you know, they can come up. Melody's doing yeah, really good. That's good. You know, you know what she learned in preschool? What's that? What has she learned? When you have a cough, you cough into your, like, into, like, the, the, Tit of your like you cough into your arm, mm-hmm. and that's she she learned that that's called a cough catcher. Oh, okay, ah, nice. And it only teachers open doors. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well that's probably a good thing. Yes. And all kinds of rules. Okay, let me go put my food down and plug the phone in. It doesn't have much battery left. (laughs) So does anybody have any pony news for the week? Well, I actually do. Oh. Go for it. Um... A friend of mine went out to flea markets yesterday while I was at work, and she got me G3 Twinkle Hope. (gasps) Which I do not have yet. I have her, and I have her mint in pot. Hold on. And she is actually close enough to where I can actually get her. Mm-hmm. Come here. Mm-hmm. 
My pony news is that I am still not a pony. I woke up this morning and I'm still not a pony. Oh. Yes. Same here. Same here. We just Now, isn't Twinkle Hope just beautiful? Very pretty shade of purple. And I love the date she has the body design that kind of like goes over her whole display side. Now, did you know she was actually a special edition? Yes. She was for a um, charity organization. Yes, she was um, a special edition, Give Children the World Village. She was from the Give the the Kids, Give Kids the World Village, which is um, a nonprofit resort in Central Florida that creates magical memories for children with life-threatening illnesses and their families. And with the sale of the ponies, um, My Little Pony actually pledged more more than $75,000 to the uh, organization. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. So. That's right. That's the pony. I, I just finally found her, her picture. I have her in, I have her still mint in package. That's why I could tell rattle off all that information off off without without a a, a pause. <laughs> Let me put her back where she was at. You can get that Linton package on eBay for $45.98. I believe I spent much less for it. But, of course, that was back when G3s. I don't know when, when, when that was. But I was amazed that I was able to get it for such a low price. She is a very pretty pony, though. She is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She Mine is a little, purple. little main work, but, you know, secondhand ponies are usually have crazy hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you can get her in not too bad a condition out of the package for fifteen ninety nine on eBay. And also, additionally on the box, it says, Twinkle Hope has the biggest heart. She feels happiness when helping others. After spreading kindness around Ponyville, she loves to play hopscotch with her friends. 
Well, well, they even gave her a little bit of a story. Yes. And they also tied it in with the fact that she was a pony that was basically um, someone give me the word. She's a charity pony, basically. Thank you. So it's nice that they they actually gave gave put that into her backstory as well. Because we have to remember the this was during the twenty fifth anniversary where backstories were getting very, very limited and very, very short. Now they're non existent. Exactly. Pretty much. Unfortunately. Yep. I'm never um, the fact that gold just says Princess Gold Lily loves to throw parties. Yep. Screw you, Hasbro. Screw you. <laughs> oh, God, this is reminds me. I've really got to dust these ponies off. Anyway, ah. um, her symbol, of course, is actually all over her display side. And it's uh, regular stars, starbursts, and blues and whites and purples. And she really, really is a beautiful pony. Mm-hmm. And congrats on getting her. Yeah, her tint was a little crazy, but I think I can fix up her hair. Eh, isn't that typical? A tinsel? G3 tinsel anyway. They just get that plastic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nishi, any pony news on your end? Palmer loves ponies. He steals Melody's ponies out of her pony bin and takes them off and tries to play with their hair. Oh. That is so cute. And I'm a customizer, so I don't really care because I can always repair them if necessary. There you go. Man, it really you. makes me wish that I still had the pictures because I actually have a picture of Pony Puppy. Um, it was during one of the uh, photo contests. And the photo contest, uh, one of the ones was take a picture of your pet and a pony. So I took Lucky, and he was sleeping. And I put him right next to him. And I snapped the picture. Aww. Of course, this was long before um, any uh, any type of um, flash cards, flash drives, and all, all things like that. So what I have the photographs on are, of course, an A drive disk, and of course, computers no longer have those. Oh, so you don't have any way to get the picture? 
No, I have the picture. I just can't get it off. Oh, okay. I think there's companies that can do that for you, though. Yeah, but I don't remember which disc has it. <laughs> well, so then you bring in a pile of discs and go, it's on here somewhere. What if you brought one of these? Well, I may, may actually recreate that photograph because I really like that photograph. That photograph was cute. Except for it will have to be a different pony because, unfortunately, Lucky has been quarantined due to his condition. I like the dog's going to catch it. Yeah, but I don't want to take it out. Plus, he kind of doesn't look as good as Lucky doesn't look as good as he used to. He looks really just yeah. I'm sorry. So that's okay. I'll I will. He will he will stay with me, but I will of course eventually obtain a new version of him. He will just be the the quarantined uh, twin. <laughs> He'll be the, uh, the pony in the plastic bubble. There we go. Oh, when you get a new one, you could always donate the old Lucky to uh, Dream Crystal to Samantha so that she can try to make a mold from it. Oh, that is true. Yep. But, you know, he was my first boy pony. So, he was my first baby boy. Yeah, well, he was the first baby boy, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he was the first baby boy in my collection, okay? (laughs) Baby boy, um, but no, I get that. Like, I got a hold of a sand digger that was in way better shape than the one my sister played with as a kid. Her hair still changed color, and, you know, her eyes weren't faded, but I ended up keeping the original and selling on the one that was in better condition. Because ah. I figured, you know, probably a picky collector out there who needs this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have any fond memories of my sister and I used to play with. It was my sister's that I just, I couldn't, I couldn't give her up. You couldn't bring yourself to do it. You know, she earned the permanent hair color and the, and the faded eyes from lots and lots of playing in the sun. There you go. Well, are we ready for uh, the blind bag pony of the week? Sure, sure. Unless anybody else has any more pony news, because I don't have any pony news this week. No, I don't think Again, so. Again, believe it or not. 
No. Okay. Here we go. And I know what the the container for lottery numbers feels like. You know that? <laughs> I said, now I know what the the container for the lottery numbers feels like. Oh, yeah. The ball spinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. So this happens to be... Oh. Otter! I know PE merch because this happens to be one of the ones that I cannot identify right off the bat. No, no, leave me alone. Uh oh, somebody's in trouble. Look, I didn't share my roast with you. Did not mean you're gonna bite me. <laughs> So, yes, it does. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to share this after we find out who the blind bag pony of the week is. So this week's Blind Bag Pony of the Week comes from the, come on, I can run faster than you can right now, and that's sad, Blind Bag Pony comes from the... I've distracted Potter. I have a car now. <laughs> okay, this one comes from Wave 14. And here we go. Open her up. And this week's Pony of the Week is... Oh, it's Rarity. Oh, what version of Rarity? It's the, it's the, it's the Wave 14 version of her. It's the, the, the white kind of one? Yes. She doesn't have a hair color. She's just all clear, and her eyes are painted, and she's got the the three diamonds. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. She is cute. She is cute and adorable. 
Yeah, she was very cute. I really like the clear ponies. I think that there should be more clear ponies. I agree there. I'm going to have to figure out how to take her picture because she's so white that I can't take it. The color is such a soft color. I have to figure out the best background for it in order to get the the photograph to take properly. But um, two things this week. Uh, One thing is actually up on MLP merch. Evidently, there is going to be a book coming out in December called Crystal Heart Kisses. And this one is going to be a book about baby flurry heart. I'm already mad. I, I was already mad about Baby Flurry Heart. <clears throat> now I like even less. Uh oh. <laughs> not only does she not look like Glory, which I'm already upset about, but they've gone back on their own canon. Like on the show, like when she was born in Alicorn, and like. Luna and Celestia come and see the new baby, and they're like, this is unheard of. No, it's not, according to uh, what Melody calls the Brown Book, the Elements of Harmony Book, not according to um, the Purple Book, the Journal of the Two Sisters. Luna and Celestia were both born alicorns. They come from a whole line of alicorns. There's a whole big storyline involving how alicorns age differently than the other races of ponies. Yeah, there's actually been a few discussions about that um, among a lot of different show reviewers, too. That they're like, well, wait a minute, what are they talking about? It's unheard of. Aren't, aren't they, weren't they born alicorns, too? So the only so, way, I mean, the only way I can see that it's unheard of is maybe it was unheard of for an alicorn to be born to non-alicorn by birth parents. That's what everybody's thinking. That's what maybe. a lot of you are saying that maybe it's because, um, you know, she was, yeah, because Cadence became an alicorn. And Shining Armor's just a unicorn. Yeah. Either that or the the show writers are not really paying attention to what's going on in the books. Yeah. And that really bothered me because I liked the idea that somewhere out there was like this whole, like, aloof race of, like, alicorns that basically don't interfere and mind their own business. And the only reason Luna and Celestia are involved in Equatria was because they, in order to put an end to the war between the the three tribes of Pony and prevent the Wendigos from taking hold again, they needed 
what you know, in a disinterested third party to rule. Maybe. Well, because according to the journal, I mean, that's, that's according to the journal of the two sisters. That was why Star, Swir- Star Swirl the Bearded asked Celestia and Luna to be the princesses, even though, like, you know, the unicorns had princess platinum and the you know the the earth ponies had chancellor pudding head and the pegasi had you know commander hurricane but all of those were going to you know be more like mayors or governors from then on because there was going to be celestia and luna embodied the the oh, and also Star Swirl, I guess, because of his freaky time traveling, uh, realized that um, at some point Celestia and Luna would be able to take charge of the sun and the moon, which up until that point had been um, like it took a whole team of unicorns to do it and eventually it would exhaust their magic. It would irreversibly exhaust their magic to do it. And uh, so, I mean, they really needed Celestia and Luna to kind of do that. And I guess it makes sense if the the people who give you the day and the night are kind of in charge of everything. That makes sense to me. You know, I mean, that's basically, you know, your parents telling you to get up or go to bed. Sun goes down. Bedtime. But it's only been yep. morning for a few hours. <laughs> I don't care. You're giving me too much lip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, I mean, wasn't Celestia and uh and Luna turning Discord into stone, wasn't that them basically putting him in timeout? Yeah. Yes. It, it was, was a really long timeout. <laughs> and speaking of Celestia and Luna protecting, um, kind of actually pulls into uh, what we're going to discuss tonight because there was a part during the movie, uh, once the villain had taken over. Now, of course, we are, of course, talking about the newest Equestria Girls movie, uh, Legends of Everfree. And it just went on Netflix on Saturday. It was leaked accidentally last week. And I literally watched up until almost the last 10 minutes of the movie, and I was pissed off because it's like I missed the last 10 minutes of it because there was a glitch in the video. So I went to turn on another video that was supposed to be the full movie, and Hasbro, by 3.30 in the afternoon, Central Standard Time had finally gotten all of the YouTube videos taken down. 
Well, you know, it's interesting that you should say that because when Fred and I were watching it on Netflix last night, we got to the last 10 minutes of the show, right? And yeah. all of a sudden, it stopped. And it went back to the, the, the you know, the, the title screen when you select if you're going to continue watching or whatever. And we had to tell it to resume playing before Minute. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's freaky. Well, you know they do animate this with movie. There was a programming error. Hmm. That's that's what everybody was thinking because basically what had happened was um, Discovery Family Brazil had released the movie. And probably thought they were were showing a different movie than what they were actually showing. And never realized it. And the only reason why you know that is if you watch any of the clips that are still on YouTube, because there are still some clips of the movie on YouTube, from last week's airing, you will see that everything, every title for every show is A in Spanish. Now, I do realize that, yeah, there are several different, you know, countries that speak Spanish, but it also says Discovery Family Brazil. Yeah, I, I did see a couple of those clips, and it had the same logo for the Discovery Family Brazil channel. Yeah. So they, I, I'm thinking they had thought they had loaded up um, a different movie, and just accidentally by mistake loaded this movie. Probably. But finally on Saturday, as soon as I could, I. Flipped it on, watched the last ten minutes of the movie, and I have to say, first of all, you have to admit that in this movie, uh, Celestia really showed her true, her true nature. I said she really showed her true nature because. The students, her students were under attack, and she stood in the doorway like she was going to protect them. Yeah, she was definitely more present in the movie. It's getting magic. And Luna and Celestia are still basically powerless. Yeah. Well, that's because they're their human versions. Well, but so here at least, you know, you have her showing some of the authority that she would show in Equestria. Yeah, she definitely seemed like she was more... She definitely seemed like she was more in this movie 
actually doing something and not just sort of on the sidelines. Being an effective leader and being able to inspire people and uh, motivate people. Yeah. And I loved the part where her and Luna fought. It was a little stat. Yeah. It was a very, very, very small one, but it still showed a part of their personalities from Equestria. Because, you know, you have, you know, Luna complaining about a sundial not working at night. Where, and well, she's technically she, right. Yeah, she is she's technically like, right. She doesn't work at night. She's obviously yeah. never played Skyrim. And basically when, you know, she became Nightmare Moon, that was a bit of a problem for her. Yeah. Was that, you know, Celestia had a lot more to do with everything because she brought the sun. So I thought that was cute. Yeah. Well, just that, seeing that them person. bicker and act like normal siblings is kind of interesting, too. Yeah. Yes, it's nice to see Luna not be the kind of shadowy thug vice principal <laughs> interrogating <laughs> people in the broken room. <laughs> I know. Now, okay, who here feels bad for Flash Century? Yes and no. Um, because uh, I actually kind of like the fact that they didn't just shove him and Twilight together. Because this Twilight that we're dealing with now is not the one that was in the first two movies. She, right. The hum, for lack of a better term, we'll just call them humans. Um, yeah. They're multicolored humans that really <laughs> shouldn't have skin colors that humans should have. But yeah, well, they're human-esque. So... The, the the Twilight that we're dealing now is the one from the human world, not the one from the pony world. And I think Sunset Shiver summed it up best. The Twilight that he fell in love with is a pony princess, and she's going to be spending all of her time. She's going to be spending most of her time at Equestria, so she's not going to be around. So this other Twilight yes. is not automatically going to fall for him. She has nothing to do with him. Doesn't know him. They have no connection. He does feel and, like he wants to restart something with Sunset Shimmer, though, which could be interesting. It, it, it is. I mean, that part was really, really, I think, well played out and well thought out because I hear the poor guy is basically face-to-face with basically the twin of the girl he likes, and she basically... I mean, kind of just doesn't give him the time of day. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's it's because she doesn't really know him. Yeah, and you and, know, and he's watching her kind of become infatuated with what the brother Timber of Timber 
whom is a co-owner of the camp. And, you know, he's kind of got that lost little boy look. And I loved how Sunset Shimmer just kind of stepped up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm liking Sunset Shimmer more and more in these movies. She's actually... She's getting them a pretty decent character arc through these four movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was to me the most identifiable because she's you know, she 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 has dark and light in her, she's she's faced her demons and she's moving forward and she's not like an emotional basket case. I actually don't like the Twilight in this I from this woman but she's obnoxious as heck. I know she is I mean, she's a bit neurotic because she is she's <laughs> know, extremely neurotic. Like to the point where she might need therapy and medication. <laughs> okay, but, she is very neurotic about using her abilities. But think about it. I mean you basically have this part of you that has basically told you right straight out, I am a part of you, I will always be a part of you, and one day you will come to embrace me. Now, see, that's actually an interesting point that they brought up in this movie. All of a sudden, magic is entering into a world where it wasn't prevalent before. And the only one who's not really super freaking out is um, is Sunset. But that's, of course, because she's from a world where magic is part of everyday life. Well, actually, um, her and everyone from Canterlot High, because, hey, you know, ponies that all of a sudden, girls that all of a sudden have pony ears and, you know, wings and stuff shooting out from them. Hey, that's normal everyday life for us. <laughs> it is now. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious as to why there's not more freaking out about that at Kenner High too. I think I think it's because I mean, they got through the very first movie and and I have to say it was funny because I was on Friday night listening to all three previous movies while working. And mm-hmm. I hadn't caught this the very first time or the second time or the third time that I had watched it. But Pinkie Pie in the very first movie actually actually set up the Twilight Sparkle from their own world. Oh, yeah, yeah, because she had mentioned there was a Twilight living in the city. Yeah, yeah she goes, do, do you happen to have a twin sister who lives in the city who looks like, just like you? I, I never, I had never noticed that until like on Friday night. It's like, oh my gosh, she basically just like set up movies to the ending of two and, and three. Pinkie Pie has that pinky sense that's outside of the scope of every pony magic. Like nobody quite gets where that comes from. They just accept that Pinkie. <laughs> And the Pinkie Pie, both Pinkie Pies from both dimensions have it. Of course, you know, uh, the one from the Equestria Girls dimension can't have Twitchy Tail because she doesn't have a tail. But that sense is there. 
So Pinkie Pie but, in a straight way is the most powerful of all of them because she has her very own personalized type of like magic that nobody else has and it carries through no matter even if she's in a dimension without magic she has it yes that that is one great thing about Pinkie Pie but but there is now a problem with Pinkie Pie she can yeah. <laughs> She can weaponize marshmallows, sprinkles, confetti, anything she touches, she can now weaponize. You now look up the words weapons of mass destruction. I swear you will probably see a picture of Pinkie Pie. <laughs> I like the scene where like she goes to toss a box of nails, Applejack, and everybody's like, no. Oh, you I'm glad they didn't do that. Like, honestly, I, split, I'm like, oh my god, shrapnel. <laughs> I know, it's like she is, she is literally a living weapon now. She could literally not touch anything because. She will weapon. She she will basically make it into a, a nuclear weapon. She, well, but she she, she. I think it specifically has to be sugar related. So like I you know, so. sprinkles, chocolate chips, bobs of yes, frosty so. now becomes C four. You know, <laughs> marshmallows now become hand grenades. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh come on! You, didn't you see that last scene? Yeah, where she threw confetti and, <laughs> and blew up the the, the um the dock fourth time. That first gag with the dock blowing up was actually kind of funny. <laughs> That's so was just kind of looking like what. That's the point where I sent you guys the message that said, oh, my God, Pinkie Pie. (laughs) 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 It's like Rainbow Dash. I was thinking, seriously, they just literally just finished that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, and then because, I mean, last week, yes, I did reveal the powers of the girls because um, there were still clips out and they are still up on YouTube about all the, all the powers that they did, did obtain. And of course, Tony mom was coming in here going, you know, you're ruining the movie for everybody. It's like, no, I'm not. Trust me. (laughs) Knowing what they can do, it does not ruin the movie. Trust me. But um, yeah, guys. But mm-hmm. thanks to the Street Girls movies, you now realize we're back to the core seven. This is yes. true. But, but have you kissed all of like the posable Equestria girl, like the minifigures? It's all of the core seven. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we God. did recycle back to Core 7. Oh. 
No. I Except for Fred, no, we have sunset. He's like, no, it's the name fix. I'm like, plus sunset shimmer. He's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, because okay. uh, now you know, a girls now has now in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, you have the main six. And Equestria Girls, you have Core 7, because you have the addition of Sunset Shimmer. Um, now, I'm going to reiterate the powers again this week uh, from last week. Uh, the great powers that were actually brought over from Equestria into Can basically, I'm just going to say Canterlot, was... Um, two powers that are shown in Equestria, and that is Rainbow Dashes and Fluttershies. Rainbow Dash is super fast to the point where she can do everything, get everything done, and still get a pizza. (laughs) Basically, she's the Flash now. Yes. Well, like, that it's not two powers, it's three. And one of the powers, it's existed in a quest up until it was brought over into the human dimension, it, it, it went largely unnoticed. And that's Applejack's super strength. That is it's very, very much said. true. It's because actually... But it, it's that they're so, so strong, which is why they're able to till the land, which is why they make good farmers and builders. Yeah, because that was something I actually noticed when I was watching uh, the very first movie again, was that you had two guys picking up a table, and you had Applejack picking up a table and just walking off with it like it just like weighed nothing. I love that. And then in this one where they're like, you have like a group like like erecting like poles, and and again there's Applejack just like carrying it, puts it in the ground by herself, like there. No, no, no. I like the last one. I like the last one. Okay, I like it when Flash Sentry, Biceps, and I for and the Eco Guy all pick up boulders. Flash Sentry has the smallest. Eco Guy has the middle one. Biceps has a large one. And then here comes Applejack picking up the extra large. And they all just drop their boulders, kind of like, that's it, we're done. <laughs> uh, speaking of Bulk, was I the only one that was thrilled when, like, Bulk Biceps was the one, like, arts and crafts? And then everybody was like, my mom needs but- new boxers. I love that part. And then when he was in the pink tuxedo, that pink tuxedo, I thought that was so cute. I mean, (laughs) it was ridiculous looking, but it was cute all at the same time. (laughs) With each successive Equestria Girl movie, like... <laughs> and then when he says my mom's pot holders, like everybody's like, oh, I 
see that. Yeah, that, that's when everybody accepts it. It's like everybody's looking at him kind of like, what? You want to do arts and crafts? My mom needs new pot holders. Oh, okay. That's that's cool. That's for your mother. Okay, cool. That's legit. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, because I've seen that last week, and I seriously, you do not want to know how hard it was last week not to mention that scene because of the fact that, again, by the time the show, we, we were on the air, the sh- the the movie had been taken off of YouTube. So I I had seen almost all of this a week beforehand, except for the last ten minutes. Um, then you have Fluttershy and her ability to talk to animals, which is very much just pulling her ability from Equestria. To Canterlot, and yeah. I just thought it was so funny when she was just like, "Oh my God, I, I can understand you," and she's like, "No, I don't want to meet your friend." Oh, hi everybody, and she has all <laughs> these birds on her. <laughs> so I mean, that that part, that was a great one. Um, Rarity's ability. Now, having seen it fully enclosed, what do you guys think of that one? Wait, sorry, what? I, I missed. Uh, pre- I said rarity. Mentioned. Rarity's ability. Oh, oh rarity. Rarity's reminded me of the Diamond Dog episode. Where, like, she was in mortal peril, but somehow she managed to talk her way out of it and, like, I don't know, like like a verbal shield that just kind of, like, reversed everything. So it kind of made sense that Rarities was, like, a diamond shield or a barrier. Yeah. It could be used as either, either or. It could be used as either a shield or a barrier or actually, in one case, there was a camper muffin was actually going to fall out of the canoe, and she used the ability to basically take and rescue her. Yeah, by just well, shooting cool. one out, and then yeah, making I that. Know, I've never seen Rowdy be so athletic as when she basically skipped her shield. Across the pond to catch a uh, derby. Mm-hmm. And that's basically rock mm-hmm. Actually, actually, they actually changed her name to Muffin in the movie. I don't care what they changed her name to. I'm going to call her Derby because that's, <laughs> that's her name. You, you know, they her Muffin. Her, I they can call her Gray Spot. I don't care what they're calling her. Her name is Derpy. Before that, she was Gypsy Doo. So, okay. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Um, The only reason why I say this is there was a lot of, um, on Netflix, there was a lot of negative comments about why they changed Derpy to Muffin, and there was a lot of comments that I really wish I could have slapped these people. 
Well, maybe we should have a different show about that, about political correctness in the in, in the pony community. Yeah, that that will definitely be a different show. I mean, I'm because even I agreed with changing her name. You know, but she also first next 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 thing before we go back into powers is she talked. She said something. She had a line in this movie? I can't remember. She did. Is she the one that asked for archery? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, that was the arrows were broken. Yep. Oh, that's right. That was her only line, but she finally spoke out of everything you've ever seen her in. She has finally spoken. Yeah, except, you know, she's probably the one that broke the arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, I have to ask, um, was I the only one who, within the first five minutes of them getting to camp, was trying to figure out if there was a way I could make a Wednesday Adams and, like, animate it into the show to take Gloriana's but <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> I know she was she was just a little too um chipper. But but you know what? At the, at the end of the movie you, you finally figured out why she was being that way. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like it was noxious. I don't really care why she was being obnoxious. She was obnoxious. I, I wanted to beat her up. Okay, okay. We'll get to Gloria. Actually, these where like, I'll be the victim all your life. <laughs> well, we'll get to Gloria in, in a minute. So we've gone through Applejack. We've gone through Rarity. We've gone through... Rainbow Dash has gone through. Pinkie Pie. Okay. So next up we have um, Sunset Shimmer, whose powers are very, very unique. She's Snake. (laughs) Yeah, she has, um, I think it's called Hexile Telepathy. Yes. Yeah, she's well, she, she's got like occlumency, you know. She's tactile yeah, she, um, telepathy, occlumency, however you want to look at it. She touches you, and she can read your mind, or even be within a very, very, very close proximity because. Remember, there was a point where she wasn't touching Gloriosa, but she could still hear her thoughts. Oh, that is true. Well, so well the it, first technique was when she heard a scream, but she nobody else heard it. Yeah. And still don't know where the scream came from. Presumably it's Gloriana. It was Gloriana, but... Probably. 
But then um, you go, we come to uh, Twilight Sparkle. Now, mind you, all six ponies have all embraced their abilities. And it was Sunset Shimmer who basically, you know, told them, you know what, this is who we are. This is what we've been destined to do. We need to embrace the magic that we've been given. And everybody has embraces what they can do, except for Twilight. Because uh, Twilight's abilities is to move objects. And her issue is Midnight Sparkle. She is afraid that if she embraces the magic that's within her, she is going to eventually release that evil side of her once again. But in the end, she finally embraces it when when she realizes that everybody, her friends, her classmates, people that she's just met, that she now cares about, they're now all in trouble, and she is the only one that can actually save them, finally embraces it, and has, you can see Midnight Sparkle, every time she attempts to use her abilities, is trying to push through. You can see it visually. You can see where the, the where the wings are going to start coming out, where the horns going to start coming out, where her eyes are starting to change somewhat, and that's where she pulls back. But then when she finally says, "That's it. I've had enough. We've got to do this," she goes within herself to try to embrace it, and then it's. Everybody giving giving the, her that support that she needs to know that she is not an evil person. She was brought. She was given these abilities to do good, and she was able to break the spell of Midnight Sparkle over her. in order to break the spell that has actually overcome Gloriosa. Uh, what actually happened is Gloriosa was, in fact, our villain. She was so upset about the camp being bought up by Filthy Rich to become a spa. This this was her family home. This is where her great-grandparents founded this place, started this camp, and she didn't want to leave it. She didn't want to lose it. And she one day found these crystals in a cave and is it me, or do these crystals remind you of something? They, I, my first thought was, oh, look, the elements of harmony. Yeah. 
That was the first thing I thought, too. That's exactly and it. Is that from a tree that was growing in a cave inside of the Everfree Forest, it sort of yeah. makes sense that you would find their parallels in this world in pretty much the same place. And they also included an extra element because you have sunset shimmer there as well. Yeah, there were seven. I noticed that there were seven, and the two that she hadn't picked up yet was the purple one and the red one, Twilights and Sunset. Right. So once she picked those, now also, if you look at the shapes of the crystals, these are the same crystals that were the original elements of Harmony. Yeah. yeah. These were the same crystals that Celestia used on Luna or on, on Nightmare Moon to encase her in the moon. They're the same shape, everything. So basically, she takes the last two, they combine, and they make her into. They make her into the villain. And make her, her basically, that's exactly what they make her into is poison ivy, except for with brambles. Yes. And she encloses Twilight and Sunset in the cave, thinking she'll be able to get back to camp and take over. She basically is encasing the camp with brambles to try and protect it. And she's trying to tell everybody, I'm trying to protect all of you. It's kind of like she's an evil villain, but with good intentions. Well, the best best villains think that they're on the side of good. Yes. They're not really an evil villain unless you're morally ambiguous. Yeah, and so everybody, and once Twilight embraced her own magic, that is actually when the elements, I'm just going to call them the elements, the, un, which I have to say when they combine on Gloriosa, I have yeah. to say that was one beautiful necklace. Yeah, that was really cool. I was really I disappointed. Rainbow again? Huh? We didn't get I a rainbow. Really... I needed the rainbow. I needed a giant <laughs> rainbow. The giant avatar of the rainbow. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't but, cool. Um, I was spoiled by the second. Yeah, you were. I now, I now want a giant alicorn rainbow of light. Well, maybe we'll get it in the fifth movie. But um, the element, once Twilight embraced her own magic, they unraveled themselves and they all went to each one of them. It instantly transformed them all. 
And I have I love those wings. Well, yeah, I mean, they did look cool. That that, that pony up was that pony up was sweet. Definitely very cool. You don't like it, right? Yeah. I mean, that one was. I mean, those those wings. Um, they weren't normal pony wings. They were more. I'm trying to think of how you would would describe them. What the wings well, were like? They were kind of they were more Alice Horn esque than previously. Okay, there we go. They were almost Sailor Moon like. Yeah, I would say that that would yeah. Probably be a good description. Actually, that is a perfect description. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bummed out. Sunset didn't get wings too. Like I feel like she's. I know. Them. I know. I was really thinking she was when she ponied up. I really thought, and I thought it was great that as soon as she touched Twilight, she ponied up. That's all it took was her touching Twilight, and that was it. She was ponied. Well, you know, she's sort of an anomaly, because right now Sunset Shimmer is the the Sunset Shimmer that was originally from Equestria that made it to an alternate dimension, and yet there's not a double of her yet. Maybe that'll be the next. Maybe maybe she is the only one that doesn't have a double. Yeah, she she's she's really an anomaly and I think that may be why Celestia wanted to keep tabs on her. Not necessarily that she was particularly gifted at magic, but that I think Celestia sensed maybe she that she was an anomaly, that there was something different about her than from other ponies. Maybe. But even though she'd be begun in the pony world, she was meant to be in this other world? Yeah. This... Maybe. But I, I do have to say... Um... I think was great. There were some I'm down points. I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in the ending. The the ending was very actually very mysterious because they you know you do have Twilight you do have Sunset Shimmer kind of sitting there going, how did this equestrian magic get there? Well, and. Yes, like she showed, like you know, rainbowy light coming out of a crack in the pedestal. It's the portal between the pony world and uh, the but humanish dimension. The crack that was created after the third movie, when Midnight Sparkle destroyed the pony that was sitting on top of the. 
on top of the pedestal. Right. So perhaps maybe that might be what made the elements appear in Canterlot. Well, yeah, but see, my point was that I didn't like that ending. I wanted to see Discord, like, Ellen <laughs> Equestria throwing rocks into it and laughing maniacally. And maybe seeing animated, like, looking into the well and seeing, like, an animated face of John Delancey. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> That's really what I wanted when they're like, how did this happen? I was like, ah! And then I was like, oh, there's magic pedestals. <laughs> but you know what? They're, they're, they're basically... They're basically holding it off until the fifth movie because you know there's going to be a fifth movie at this point. I know, but I just want <laughs> Discord to be in the new like dimension. Like chaos is everywhere. <laughs> Wherever humans are, there's chaos. It, it would just make sense that Discord should be. It would there. be funny. It would be funny to see the human version of Discord. It seriously would be funny. funny. Too. Do you did you not watch Star Trek The Next Generation? Yes. <laughs> That's the next version of Discord. <laughs> okay, okay. The human pony version of Discord, okay? I just want to see Discord show up in the new in the, the human universe as John Delancey like maybe even in a Star Trek The Next Generation like costume because maybe it's a scene or something. <laughs> because come I on. Hate, I hate that you know, I hate to say this. I wanna see in the next movie okay because, you know, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna go back to Flash Century and Sunset Shimmer, because he was trying to kind of, you know, reconcile things. What I would like to see in the fifth movie is him and Sunset Shimmer dating and no. Princess Twilight Sparkle come, come through the portal. Yeah, just to see those two dating. I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see Flash Sentry show up in the actual My Little Pony series. I know. I would like to. I would. I want him to show up too. I was, I, come on. I have been. I have been casting my vote for that for like ever since, like it's the very bothering. first time. It's bothering me. Come on. He has only shown up once. And yeah. He was well, in the background. I didn't talk. I mean, come on, seriously. I mean, you can have an entire plot series just right there. You have it right in front of you. You have you have Twilight Sparkle, you have Flash Sentry, and you have you have um Shining Armor. Hello. <laughs> Big brother, boyfriend, 
little sister. Hi. There's an episode right there. But, you know, I like who they had this version of Twilight having a crush on. I have to say, when he said, you know, rubies are just red sapphires except without the chromium. When when Twilight said that, and he's like, yeah, I know. Or did he say, like, I didn't know that or I did know that? He did anyway, know he that. He did know it. Hey, he was talking lapidry with her, and I'm like, I'd have a crush on that. Me too. I just love the part where he goes, you know, isn't it great how I saved everybody from the from the whatever plant they are? And he said the brambles. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, I know the technical term for them, but I actually saved them. And he goes, well, technically, I saved you from falling off of the dock. So in Oh, reality! I actually saved everybody. Um, That's kind of cute. I wanted, I wanted to smack him for that. That was the only part about him. Like that was when I was, you know what? He's a jerk. Dump him. Save some dating to Dump him. But come on, every guy is going to say that. Every guy. Every guy. Every guy is going to say that, okay? You know, yeah, the girl saved the day, but, you know, the guy saved her earlier. So, technically, if the guy wouldn't have saved her earlier, technically, she wouldn't have been able to save the world. But it's not funny. It's misogyny. And I don't like it. But But if you look at it, he was also laughing it off. As a joke. Yeah, but I don't like that kind of joke. Okay. I would have punched him. I would have punched him, and if he was dating my daughter, he would never have been allowed to see her again after that. Okay, Incidentally, that some point. 50-50 on. Um, but for the most part, I liked the movie. I like the fact that yeah, Pinky was... doesn't need to be cannon anymore because she just has to throw things and her hand is now the party cannon. <laughs> yeah, as I um, said, she is no longer allowed to handle anything because anything now in her hands becomes a nuclear weapon. As I said, I you probably... either either party or confection related. Like, I think it has to be like yeah. Somehow related to parties or cupcakes. Uh, or, or candy. I still, I still say the nails, that... Um, the nails didn't yeah, that is close, true. So that is true. I still say, you know, you look up weapons of mass destruction and you will probably see a picture of Equestria Girl's Pinkie Pie. Piece <laughs> of fan art with a question girl's pinky pie staring into a bakery window. 
looking at all the cupcakes and stuff with a really maniacal grin on her face. I'm really disappointed that the bad guy ended up being Gloriosa and not, uh, what was her name? Crystal Everfree, which was really cool looking. When I first saw, like, when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, my gosh, Chrysalis. But it wasn't Chrysalis. It's just Gloriosa. Being possessed. And I thought it was actually quite quite, uh, funny how Sunset Shimmer thought it was Timber, who was actually the bad guy. Well... Haven't you ever been in a position where you have a friend who's kind of vulnerable and all of a sudden they have a crush on somebody or they start dating somebody and you know that they're kind of vulnerable and maybe like a little mentally or emotionally unstable? And uh, yeah. And you see them start dating someone and your first thought is, oh, this guy is bad news. And even if he's not, um, why? Yeah. <laughs> Too many to count. <laughs> I mean, I've seriously done this with my best friend where, like, she starts dating somebody. And I have, like, that Charlie's Angel moment where I'm like, you only ever fall for the bad guy. <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, he must be really bad then. Oh, God. <laughs> And all you can do is stand there and wait, and then afterwards go, I told you so, now let's go find a place to bury the body. Yeah, that's about it. I've I've had way too many too many friends like that. It's like, okay, let's go. Okay, come on. Keep going. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, yep. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, yep. Uh, mm, okay. Now do you see my yep. point? Okay, thank you. Told me, I like smackers. She's like, I, I, so I've started dating this guy. I'm like, I thought we agreed <laughs> to do people's information so I could run back che- background checks first. <laughs> what the heck? Because seriously, like, like she attracts the wrong type of guy, you know, like the person who's like always attracted. The, the kind of abusive jerk like, like that has literally been her entire life hmm. I know because like we've known each other since she was like five and I was like eight I've made her eat food made of Play-Doh so like I've, we've known each other for a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah now that's a good now that's a good when you can make a friend eat Play-Doh, you know, that's your best friend right there. When yeah. you can make her eat Play-Doh. <laughs> With a pound puppy named Pete got her trapped in the dip of the height of bed, and she got me lost on a battleship. So, you know, your best friend. <laughs> like, when you tell the stories to other people, they're like, you're, you're making that up. I'm like, I wish I was. <laughs> I know exactly what kind of stories you're talking about. 
you know, like you go down one set of stairs and you go over and go down this other hallway and then up and then down three more levels. And then, you know, it's it's insane. You could have just told me to get, um, get that, you know. Yeah. And so she, we eventually just And at that point, we're totally lost. I have no idea. So. One of the Navy guys found us and was like, what are you doing down here? We're on the birth of spirits, right? We're like, we got lost. We got find our way out. And he was very nice. Go to the top deck and got Tammy's phone number. But evidently hangers. But yeah, so yeah. like put this, in there, put this in there. I don't even know what it is. I can put it in there. Sorry. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I've had, I've had those encounters with some certain friends. I've also had those encounters with certain friends that they say, I do not ever want you to meet my boyfriend. And it's like, why? Because I don't want you to scare him away. And my exact words were, now, what part of this cute little face would scare them away? Yeah, and I'm, uh... my one girlfriend actually said, um, no, it's not the cute little face that would scare them away. It would be the fact that you would stand there and say, if you hurt her, I will take a bat to your knees. That would scare them away. And my answer to that was, well, what else am I supposed to do? So I, I mean, I think part of that was just some being overprotective because, um, you know, Twilight Circle in this in this, this Twilight Circle. Well, she's she's afraid because she has this evil side to her that she doesn't want to come out again, and basically. This evil side of her has already told her that if you use your magic, I'm going to come back. But that, you know, that that kind of reminded me of having depression. Like, when you have a combination of anxiety and depression, you know, it's like the monster inside you. And even when you're feeling good, you're always afraid because you never know when it's going to come back. Right. And if you have anxiety, you know, you're you're constantly like, you know, it just, you know, it's the whole thing. 
So to me, it all that whole thing almost felt like Twilight battling, you know. Wait, when's the next time I'm going to have an episode? You know, when's the next time, you know, I'm going to have a depressive episode and I'm going to go crazy on people. You know, it's just because, you know, my depression kind of manifests like that. If I'm having a depressive episode, it's not, I mean, sometimes it's just that I've lost interest, but sometimes I will literally just frown yelling at people. It's being mean because, you know, it just, Everything is off, and it's that same part of me going, no, stop, stop, and it doesn't stop until that episode has subsided, you know? So to me, that's yeah. that kind of on what it's like to have, you know, depression or anxiety or, you know, bipolar disorder or, you know, low blood sugar or... Whatever it is that causes you to lose some of your grip on yourself in reality. Yeah. So that hit a little close to home for me, but I I, I got through it. My, well, it seems to me that something that was sort of brought up in this movie was also the idea of power and whether it controls you or you control it. Yeah. And that's basically what um, um, ah, Sunset Shimmer was trying to tell her. She was trying to tell her that the power does not control you. You control it. And she's trying to get her to understand that she knows where she's coming from because she had that moment where she was completely off her rocker because she was evil. So she knew what Twilight was going through. But it was just the fact that Twilight just wasn't letting her really get that across to her. Well, and it's interesting that they both dealt with a similar situation in different ways. And even when the others started making reference to what had happened when Twilight went on Midnight Sparkle on everybody, Sunset even told them, hey, guys, lay off of it. She's a little more sensitive about this than I am. Yeah. I mean, it took everybody... I mean, she literally was starting to become, her nightmare was starting to come true. She was starting to become Midnight Sparkle again. And that was when each one one of them started coming in. You had Sunset, Sunset Shimmer coming in first saying, hey, you know what, you do not, she does not control you, you control it. And they're all telling her the same thing. 
and she finally breaks the hold to, in order to in order to gain her abilities to gain them fully. And once they actually fully gain their abilities and they gain their powers, did anybody notice their necklaces? Yeah. Yeah. They all represented and looked like the same necklaces, except for, of course, Sunset Shimmers, because Sunset Shimmer does not have an, uh, there is no Sunset Shimmer element in Equestria. They all look exactly like the, the necklaces they wear, except for, uh, sorry, except for Twilight and Sunset Shimmer in, Equ- in Equestria. Yeah, they all look like the Elements of Harmony. Because it's yeah. basically what they are. And you have to figure, in the second movie, a, th- a seventh element was found. And was basically created. When Sunset Shimmer lent her power to the other six. Right. So, technically, in the second movie, a seventh element of harmony was created because after her magic was added to everybody else's, that was when the the rainbow was really complete and created the alicorn that inevitably defeated the sirens. Yep. Now we just have to figure out exactly what her element is. Because you have elements of loyalty, friendship, honesty. Well, no, it's not friendship. It's, it's, there's um, honesty, loyalty, loyalty. generosity, kindness, laughter, and magic. Right. So now we're left wondering what is Sunset Shimmer's element? Or is maybe? Because, I mean, she's able to, she, she wasn't just able to see what was going on in people's minds. Like she said, she was able to feel it. And that tells me it's empathy. That might be the seventh element. Because I would love to see something happen now in Equestria because I think as we've all figured out, everything that happens seems to happen in either Equestria or in Canterlot seems to have a backlash in the other world. Well, they're very interconnected parallel worlds, and especially ever since the uh, third movie where where Midnight Sparkle opened up those portals. Well, actually, even before that, if you look at it and you look at the rifts that were happening with Spike flying through all these rifts, okay, they were supposed to basically be interconnecting 
the end of the fifth series, fifth season and the movie. They were interconnecting them. And that is true. Okay. I wonder if it's because then that some or oh gosh, what is her name? Um did Sunset Shimmer got an element in Canterlot if uh I am Starlight Shimmer on her name. Starlight Shimmer? Starlight Glimmer? Yeah, that's Thank it. you. I wonder if she's gonna end up getting an element or something then. Since she's See, now what I'm part of being cast in equestrian in Equestria. See, that's what I'm thinking because everything is basically being interconnected at this point. And really now that there is basically a crack in the portal where equestrian magic is now escaping into the Canterlot world, what's going to happen now, especially with the series? Yep, it's hard to say. Um, I still think it's got some. I still think Discord needs to be behind it because I'm thinking what's going to create more chaos than leaking equestrian magic into a land that's supposed to be devoid of magic of any kind? <laughs> that Either cool. that, or he's going to take well, advantage of that. Well, and and one could always argue that he knows because he's intimately related to the ponies now. Like, he knows that there's another Fluttershy over there, and he can always claim that he was worried about this other Fluttershy being completely (laughs) powerless and lacking to understand animals. He must be so lonely, especially if there's not something his sparkling personality there to keep her entertained. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, can I totally play it to spread the magic of friendship, but, you know, he's discord, so... I can just see, I can just see this, I can just see the fifth movie now. Princess Twilight Sparkle is going back to Canterlot, and all of a sudden Celestia says, you know what, you need to take Cord with you. Okay, because that seriously is going to be... Can you imagine Discord trying to pretend to be a teenager? (laughs) <laughs> now can you just can you just see him first of all looking at Twilight and Flash Sentry the way they are with each other okay he'd be going back to Ponyville he'd be going back to Equestria going um hey um dude going up to Shining Armor going um 
you know, your sister has this dude back in uh, this other world. <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't be straightforward about it because that's when I thought he'd be like, I know something about Twilight <laughs> and then, that you might want to know. <laughs> and 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 he's like, well, what kind of friend would I be if I told all her secrets? And it's quite a secret. I mean, <laughs> but you know that's supposed to do it. I know, he probably would. He probably would totally go back and just, like, completely out her and have, and then all of a sudden you'd have him just standing there going, Twily. And she'd be going, um, I, I've got to go back. I, 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 forgot, I, I forgot something back there. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd be looking for cadence going, um, 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 help. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, maybe they might bring, maybe they might bring a discord into the, the, the next one for the team, Potter. Melody's uh, learned how to pick up Potter, so she's basically like carrying around him around by his armpit. <laughs> oh, poor kitty! But just inches from the ground, because he's almost as long as she is tall. <laughs> well, at least she doesn't have a long fall. <laughs> Well, no, he he takes it well. He 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 puts up with it really well. He doesn't hiss or spit or like try and kick. He just he just hangs there and waits for it to be over. Caroline will be asking on this minute. No, it's like gummy Pinkie Pie. You know, gummy's just like uh, eventually she'll put me down. Yep. Eventually she'll get distracted um, by something else. And... <laughs> but I can I can definitely see because a question magic is being leaked out into cancer a lot. I can definitely see um, in the next movie Princess Twilight Sparkle coming back, bringing Discord with her. I also predict that Flash Century will be kind of dating Sunset Shimmer, which will, of course, piss off Twilight. Which will, of course, entertain Discord. Yes, it will entertain Discord to no end. Because, you know, that will be the juiciest gossip who will have to bring back with them to Equestria. <laughs> well, an opportunity to, like, question Twilight about the, you know, but what about the magic of friendship? How can you really call her a friend if she's doing this? And you're always like, you're a boy now. He's always... <laughs> Like that voice 
in the back of your head that's like, is this really worth it? Is this whole friendship <laughs> thing really worth this? This headache? <laughs> yep, he definitely is. Definitely that little voice in the back of your head. But um, the little voice in the back of your head going, just do it. It'll be fun. We'll worry about the consequences later. <laughs> That's it. It's the little voice that when I was having to house it for my, 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 again, my best friend, she's got 12 ducks and a goose. And I was having to take care of these things. I was so mad at the goose because he would not go in the pen. But I was thinking, you know, this is a good sized goose. (laughs) Now, if I kill him and eat him, my best friend might not like me anymore. At the same time, he's kind of pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) She still has her goose. I did not kill and eat her goose. Shame down to the water, though. Every time I go over there now, I go in the backyard and be like, so, the goose is still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Lewis. And the goose looks at me. He always looks at me. (laughs) I want to wrestle that goose. I don't understand because if, if I didn't get the goose in the last, and he was being a bad influence on my gut. Like if I could not get them into their pen, into their into the bird hut, they would have inevitably been picked up by predators overnight. Right. So I had to get them back into the bird hut. But Lewis didn't want to go, and he was freaking out this other duck. Who's like, oh my god, the goose is freaked out. I'm going to be freaked out. <laughs> I had to catch them first. I had to catch the duck, which is harder than the sound. And then, and get her into the, into the bird hut. And then I had to wrestle, like, you know, a 10, 5 pound goose. He beat me with his wings. Naughty bird. I suppose I'm grateful that he doesn't bite, but (laughs) now that we have completed our review of Question Girls Legends of Everfree, what did you guys think overall? I gave it four out of five horseshoes. You summer blade? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think I liked it about as much as I liked the second movie. Um, like I, I texted like- you before, I think that the Equestria movies are following the same rules as the old Star Trek movies, where the even ones are better. <laughs> well, well, how I, many I, hooves do you give it? Um, I would probably give it a four out of five. Yeah, for me, the second one still has a five out of five horseshoes. 
Um, the first one is, you know, probably floor horseshoes. The third one is, is, is maybe, maybe three. Generously speaking, the third one get, is, is two to three horseshoes because I thought it was kind of boring. Okay, rate them all, Summer Boyd, and then I'll give my ratings. What's that? Rate them all? I said give, rate them all, and uh, then I'll give my ratings, and I'm going to tell you guys something you probably got, guys probably don't know about. All right, well, I would say the first one probably three out of five. The second one would be a four out of five. The third one, thank you, too. Um, I didn't much care for the third one. There were parts of it I liked, but as a whole, I didn't think it was all that great. And then the fourth, the fourth one is a four out of five. Um, might actually be a four point five out of five, just because I like the color palette of the fourth one better. And that's on God, but. Okay, for me, the first one is the first one is a four out of five. The second one is a six out of five. <laughs> I had to give it that extra. I, I I had to give it that extra horseshoe. I had to stamp it in there. Uh, the third one, three and a half. And the fourth one was definitely a four and a half. If they wouldn't have had Twilight being so neurotic, that would have been a lot better. Yeah. But I think she had good reason to be that way. She was dealing with she was dealing with her inner demons, which can make anybody yeah. neurotic. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, she was really doing her friends a disservice by doing the whole "Oh no, I've infected you too." You're like, you're you're taking all their power as your own, and then saying it's a bad thing. Like, her friends had this power, and they were happy about it, and she's like, no, no, it's horrible, and it's my fault. Like, like, it was all about her, and I honestly wanted to smack her. Yeah. Like, someone needs to tell her, not everything is about you. Like... Well, maybe she'll start realizing that now that she seems to have balanced out a little more. I hope so. Because, I mean, she's so dumb. The Ponyville Twilight? Because the Ponyville Twilight is almost arrogant about her power. Yeah. And her her, her intelligence. She's been taught from a young age that it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, the world of magic is a weird thing. Nobody's really sure how to deal with it. Yeah, but 
Like everybody else is essentially unchanged, and then there's this twilight that's how twilight was in the very first episode of My Little Pony before she met all her friends. Yeah. Except she's even worse. You know, so I'm hoping that Twilight will be able to grow the way Sunset Shimmer has. Um, Because right now I find Sunset Shimmer the most relatable. She's gone through the most growth and has come out of it a stronger person for it. Yeah, definitely. Has anybody seen the uh, the music video for My Past Is Not Today by Sunset Shimmer? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really a neat one. Ago. Yeah, I love that one. I, I go back and rewatch it when I'm feeling down. Like it's a really it's a really important message and I like the video and I like at the end where she's all like, you know, fiery and stuff, you know. Sort of Phoenix like. Yeah. Yep. I totally I totally want to figure out how to do a cosplay of that. Well, do we want to say goodnight to our live audience? And oh, then yeah. Ponies After Dark, and I have something that, something that I know you guys don't know about. Okay. So, Pony Night Night. Night Night, uh, night. Good night, Live Audience. Don't forget to download. This is Kimono, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Okay. Are you ready for my for my for for my news? Yes. Yes. There is a new movie coming out. In okay. November. Okay. Yeah. Based upon the world of Harry Potter. Based upon the world of Harry Potter. Oh, is it is it uh magical beasts and where to find them? Darn it, you already knew about it. (laughs) Oh yeah that one. I've been waiting for that movie first. Darn it. And here I thought I was going to. Why am I the I last to... person always know about this stuff? I don't know. You don't get on Pottermore enough? Martha Jonas is a falcon, by the way. What's yours? I don't know yet. I haven't gone through the website yet. But I, well, I've, seen, I've seen... 
I've seen the previews for the for the movie. I, I love the I love the fact that you have a, basically the whole premise of the movie is um, the magic, magical world in the United States versus England, and you have a mm-hmm. wizard who comes over from England with all these magical beasts, and one person asks him, you know. Did you blank the memory of the nomadge? Yeah. And he goes, nomadge? Yeah, non-magical person. He goes, oh, we just call them muggles. Yeah, did you, you did you blank the, the, the memory of the nomadge? The what? The nomadge. The what? The non-magical <laughs> person. Oh, we just call them muggles. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it definitely brings about a whole different dimension. Well, you know I what I'm hoping for? You know what I'm hoping What's for? Because I heard in the trailer that they mentioned Grindelwald. Now, you remember yes. the Grindelwald is, right? Yes. Grindelwald is the dark wizard mm-hmm. who was... Uh, Dumbledore's love interest when they were much younger wizards. Oh, yeah. I remember him. He defeats in 1945. So there's a possibility, fingers crossed, that we may see young Dumbledore. Hey, maybe maybe the guy who, who has all these magical creatures with him is the young Dumbledore. Well, and did do you did you know that uh, Newt's commander is Luna Lovelace's Luna Lovelace's grandfather-in-law? No. Yeah, Luna ends up marrying his grandson. Hmm. You've got to get on Pottermore and keep up with on now. <laughs> okay, I just got on it this weekend. I just found out about it this weekend for the love of God. <laughs> okay, so get on top. What's your Ilvermorny house? You at least know your Ilvermorny house. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I haven't been sorted yet. <laughs> Have you been sorted into your Hogwarts house? No. Ah. Uh... I'm getting off the I'm getting off the phone. You contact me when you've been properly sorted and put your patronic. <laughs> I'm talking to a squid. <laughs> How do I get sorted into my my my, my Hogwarts house? You just talk to the side. You log in, and you go and you, you click on Get Sorted. But it says only Get Sorted for the Ilya's house. You can do it for both Elden Morning and Hogwarts. My Hogwarts house oh. is been called my my Elden Morning house is the uh, the jeweled what the jeweled serpent. 
Where's my Okay, hold on. I'll do that right now. How's that? I'll begin right now. Do I have to read the story first? Hmm. Dawn or dusk? I'm more of a person. Mm. Hexes and jinxes. Oh. Oh. I'm going to go with everything. Explore. 
Tony Bird squealing now? What are you guys squealing about? Woo! You want to say something, sir? Talk into the phone. Don't bite the phone. <laughs> He's trying, still trying to eat the phone. Yes. Say hello. There. Evil bird growl. Good night, girl. I'm sure when I eventually do all my stuff on Pottermore, too, my Patronus is probably going to end up being an African grape parrot. <laughs> I was hoping mine would be a cat, but it's a falcon. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Wampus. What? Wampus. That was your other house? Yes. Huh. They're great. And one world, I am an evil. Cre- I'm going to be an evil creature, and the other side, I'm going to be uh, be, be a warrior. <laughs> well, whether it's not necessarily about being not necessarily evil, think of it more as having ambition. Which <laughs> stuff is it? Ambition? <laughs> Are you talking about Slytherin or Illinois House? Sl- Slytherin. <laughs> okay. So are you getting sorted into your over morning house? Yeah, I already said what it was. I didn't hear you. Wampus. Oh, the wampus. Yeah, that's it. On one hand, I'm going to be an evil dictator at Hogwarts. In Elvermore, I'm going to be a, be a hero. <laughs> says you can't be a heroic Slytherin. <laughs> wand. Huh? What kind of wand do you have? <laughs> I don't even know how to get to that point. <laughs> okay. Go to your profile. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you must remember, I just got onto this oh, website. Isn't that all on your Only on download. Can you grab Potter? Someone could be downloading this right now and hearing this happen right now. No, it won't be available until you're done recording. No, but no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, someone could download this and be like, 
wow, 20 extra minutes of content, <laughs> and it's you guys talking about the web page. Wow. <laughs> it's ponies after dark. We just talk about random stuff now. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, okay, so so have you got your wand yet? Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm average height or I'm short. You're short. I'm five foot four. You're short. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, my eyes are brown. You're, you're only an inch taller than me. Trust me, you're short. Kindness, optimism, determination, resilience, imagination, intelligence, or originality. Hmm. I say the last one. Mm-hmm. I head towards forest. What do you fear? What What do you most fear? Fire, darkness, isolation, small spaces, heights. I already know what I know. Small spaces. This is what happens when you have older sisters who lock you in closets. <laughs> I did not know you had older siblings. I've always pictured you have, as an only child. I'm an only child, but my father had uh, three daughters from a previous marriage. Uh-huh. He would constantly lock me into lock me in a closet when we played hide and seek. Yeah. Let's just say if I ever go to one of their houses, my first question is going to be, do your closets walk? (laughs) And if so, I am not coming over. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, what's your want? I'm getting there. You're thinking too hard. I'm at the magical chest. Ooh, glittering jewel. <laughs> I have a hazel, hazel wood with a phoenix feather core, nine and three quarters inches, and quite bendably fu- bendy flexibility. Ooh. Mine is elm wood with dragon heart strings, twelve and three four- fourths inches, and hard flexibility. Hey, maybe Dumbledore's phoenix gave me his feather. No, because that um, that phoenix only gave two feathers. Ollivander said so. Well, maybe I got the other feather. No, the other feather was in uh, Voldemort's wand. Probably better you didn't get the other feather anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I have heavy glitter but I am a Slytherin, so, you know. Yeah, mine says that because mine has dragon heart string, it says, as a rule, dragon heart strings produce wands with the most power, 
which are capable of the most flamboyant spells, tend to learn more quickly than other types. And while they can change allegiance if one from their original master, they always bond strongly with the current owner. Dragon wands tend to be the easiest turn to the dark arts, although it will not incline that way of its own accord. It's also the most prone of the three cores to accidents, being somewhat temperamental. But then um, my the wood of mine, the elm, says if all the ones, elm has, produces the fewest accidents, the least foolish errors, and the most elegant charms and spells. So I'm going to be safe most of the time, but when I have an accident, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, mine is the phoenix is the rarest type of core Phoenix feathers are capable of the greatest range of magic, though they may take longer than either unicorn or dragon cores to reveal this. They show the most intuitive, sometimes acting on their own accord, a quality that many witches and wizards dislike. Phoenix feathers wands are always the pickiest when it comes to potential owners, creature from which they were are taken is one of the most independent and detached in the world. These wands are the hardest to tame and personalize, and their allegiance is usually hard to win. So basically, I have a wand that basically that can turn on me at any moment. (laughs) Fine. But yet, the hazel part, the hazel wood, is a sensitive wand, is a often reflects the owner's emotional state, works best for a master who understands and can manage their own feelings. Others should be careful handling a hazel wand, for if its owner has recently lost their temper or suffered a serious disappointment because the wand will absorb such energy and discharge it unpredictably, the positive aspect of a hazel hazel wand more than makes up for such minor discomforts. However, for it is capable of outstanding magic in the hands of a skillful and is so devoted to its owner that it's often wilts, which is say to expel its all its magic and refuse to perform, often necessitating the extraction of the core and insertion into, into another casting if the wand is still required at the end of its master's life. If the core is unicorn hair, however, there is no hope. The wand will almost certainly have died. Hazel wands have the quality to detect water underground and will emit silver tear-shaped puffs of smoke if passing over concealed springs or, well, great. I have a wand that's going to turn on me. But it help you find water. That's so cool. <laughs> Before or after it decides to turn on me. Good <laughs> to say. Um, mine has a hard flexibility. So that means it says the one flexibility and rigidity denotes the degree of adaptability and willingness to change possessed by the wand and owner pair. 
Although, again, the factor ought not be considered separately from the wand, wood, core, and length, nor the owner's life experience and style of magic, all of which combine to make the wand in question unique. Basically, it just says that I'm really, really inflexible. Like, I do things a certain way and only a certain way. Well, there's nothing wrong with having standards. I have one that will potentially take and turn around and say, screw you. Well, (laughs) you're only around your one. What does your flexibility say? One, flexibility or rigidity denotes degree of adaptability and willingness to change possessed by the one and owner pair. Although, again, this factor ought not to be considered separately from the one with core length, nor the owner's life experience and style of magic, all of which will combine to make the one in question unique. Now, the same thing mine said. Well, so you have a flexible one, so yeah, it's probably going to turn on you. Squishy, but, but see, the thing about your wand is your wand might turn on you and then decide it likes you again. <laughs> oh, great. I have, I have a wand that has uh, multiple personalities. <laughs> like you said, have to be a around it. Your wand is fickle, but you'll get used to it. You know, first, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm slithering in Hogwarts, slithering in Hogwarts, which basically means I'm going to be, you know, an elitist. You're already an elitist. Thanks for proving that. But you know what the funniest thing is? The, the funniest thing is when... During during the um when they did the release of the very last Harry Potter book, I mean the very very last very very last Harry Potter book, not this last one. They had done a um a whole thing about it. So it was for the uh, midnight release, and one of the stores did a sorting hat. They did they did they did um where you got to go in and you got to find out what house you were sorted into. Right. Do you know what house I got sorted into then? Slytherin? Slytherin. Well, you know, don't feel bad. Melody's a Slytherin. So, so it's, it's it's good to know that you at least I'm consistent. <laughs> yes, you're nothing if not squishy. Um. <laughs> okay, now do your Patronus. Do your Patronus. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Profile. Okay, now how do I do my Patronus? Oh, there it is. Never mind.
Okay. Now what? Answer the questions. I'm waiting for the questions. one's a little bit more interactive. Yeah. Ah! Dang, I didn't think, didn't know I had like like seconds to answer this question. Jeez, you could have told me that. You couldn't have told me that. Like, I only had, like, two seconds to answer the question. You just have to do it quickly. That's right, right at the beginning. It doesn't say that. It did for me. It said answer answer quickly. You know, this is based on, like, your instincts and stuff. It didn't say, it didn't say that for me. It said that after I missed the first question. I'm yeah. restarting it. Okay, dream or dance, dream or dance, dream or dance, dream or dance. <laughs> At least I know what the first question is. Okay. Oh, see now, now it says the questions are timed, but you know it doesn't give you a time, a time thing that says you know five, four, three, two, one. Here, next question. the very first question. Well, yeah, you already answered it. I didn't answer it. Well, you only get one shot. Just keep going. Darn it. Because I, I finally knew my answer. Just, Just keep going forward. Summer, have you done? Have you taken your Patronus test? No, not yet. I signed up on Pottermore a long time ago, and I haven't. <laughs> oh goodness! Somebody found out what their Patronus is. What's your Patronus? Oh, that's Highland Terrier. It's a puppy. Oh, you're oh. a puppy. Hold on, let me see if I can get on Pottermore real quick on my tablet. I remember when I initially signed up, the house I got sorted into was um, Hufflepuff. 
I got a house that was just basically, we'll take everybody. What's your Hogwarts house, Mishi? Ravenclaw. So we've all got different... Okay, so we all have different... Now, see, if we had a fourth host, a fourth co-host, it possibly could have been perfect because possibly we could have possibly have had all of us each in a different house. (laughs) That is true. And each of us all in one house. (laughs) Okay, I have to say... Playing with the Patronus on a touch screen is so much fun. Yeah, I don't even have a touch screen on, but all I have to do is like click and swirl, and my Patronus comes out, and I get to watch it fly around. So mine flies over like lake or this pond in the middle of the woods? Does yours like run around a forest with a pond or what does yours do? Mine's running around in the forest. It's running around the pond. Ah. Oh, I got a puppy. I have a bird of prey. But see, now I wonder what I would have gotten if I would have been able to answer that first question. You'll never know. You still probably would have got the dog. The little puppy dog. Oh, now he's flying over the water. Oh, he went away. Oh, I don't want you to go away. Okay, so now we know everything about me. I am a power-hungry... Neuronic puppy. Puppy vicious puppy. With a puppy. You're you're exactly the same on Pottermore as you are in real life. <laughs> yes, but the puppy might may, may not be here for much longer, so Well, you can always look at your Patronus and think that's my puppy. Yeah. And actually, my, my dog is a terrier. He he has a Jack Russell terrier. So he counts. That counts, right? It counts. I'm getting, uh, did I tell you about this, about the tattoo I'm in the middle of getting? No. No. Would have thought I would have mentioned it by now. Um, I'm in the process of getting a tattoo on my right arm 
blacks and the lines are done, but I haven't added the color yet. Um, it's of my late cat Pewter, who passed away over the summer, um, as a Patronus, in a jeweled frame. And underneath the frame, it says, the ones that love us never truly leave us. Aww. Hmm. Well, Well, never really leave us. But yeah, it's a line. Um, it's serious black line from the third book. The third uh-huh. movie. The Prisoner of Azkaban. There's... Pony Puppy will never truly leave us because I have decided that, you know, when I do take them in and he does get cremated, I am taking his ashes. And I am putting it into my last will and testament that he be buried with me. There should be enough room in the casket for the both of us. Oh, I'm sure there will be. You're short. They can just make it for an average size person. <laughs> well, my, my uncle has a four plot and four plot four plots. Do you have in Do you have any at home veterinary services in your area? Um, we. Do, but I don't think I'd be able to handle doing it at home. Because that's all I'd be thinking about. It was easier for me to have Pewter put to sleep in our home rather than take him to the vet and know he was going to be scared and upset before he passed away. You know, we sat out on the porch and he watched the butterflies until the vets came and he passed away with, you know, sitting in my lap in our favorite chair in the living room. And while I'm, I'll never be happy yeah. that, you know, pets, most pets aren't destined to live as long as their people. At least I was able to give him that, you know. Yeah. Um, The vet that we, the place that we are going to actually do, which I actually have to contact them, they do do at-home services, which that probably is one of them. But I probably would not be able to handle it. Oh, when we like, I cried and I sang to him, and I spent days crying. I mean, you're not supposed to. I don't think you're supposed to take it with. Yeah, actually, my plan is to actually kind of 
give him something so that, you know, he's relaxed when he goes. And kind of hope that, you know, we could schedule it when there's not as many animals around. So, Summer, have you made your account yet? I'm waiting for them to send me the email to confirm it. That hasn't come through yet. Hit it a second time. You you have to hit it a second time. Okay. Oh, I'll have to go through. Do it again. No, you have to hit to, to send the email a second time because that's okay. what I had to do to force mine through. Did you check your spam folder? Uh. Yeah, I'll double check it though. That's what I I didn't I still couldn't find mine. I had to take him uh... out. Yeah, I don't want the weather app. I want this thing. What does? Bellasera.com. Oh yeah, yeah, it's still um running. Yeah, they still have those. I heard a rumor that that wasn't his thing anymore, but it still seems to be here. Yep. Come on, tablet. Oh, I now I think my horse is dead. My horse by now is probably dead. (laughs) <laughs> because I haven't been on her for so long. I'm about to reset my password, but Oh, come on now. My horse cart is having a hard time loading. (laughs) 
Okay. My email again. Uh, um. I might have to do this and get back to you guys on it because my tablet doesn't seem to want to do what it's supposed to do. I might just have to redo my email thing here. Oh, come on, you silly thing. No, I don't want to go to Pottery Barn. There. Okay. Yeah. Oh. We've only got 15 more minutes, but we let automatically shut this off. <laughs> I would like some more coffee. I should have thought that's what she sounds like. Maybe it's only for me. Thank <laughs> you. 
hopefully it's nothing major, and if there is something wrong, they figure it out fast. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, the pain, it's its sporadic. There's, right. There, there's no rhyme or reason to when it happens or why it happens or how it happens, and that's what kind of pisses me off. Yeah. So... Well, hopefully things go well for you in that, and I guess we'll talk next week. Yep, talk to you next week. All right, good night. Happy Tony Night Night. Good night. Is that it? Are we alone? Well, hope you enjoyed our review of the newest Equestria Girls movie. And if you haven't seen it and we've spoiled it for you, well, hate to say it, you shouldn't have listened. Until next week, happy pony hunting. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.